Hey, what's up, Lifehouse family? It's Pastor John here. We are on day 25 of the 30-day Bible reading challenge. I'm so proud of, of you. You're almost done. Keep, keep it up. You're doing great. But today, I'm coming at you live from OBX. Kristen and I, we are getting away. We are celebrating my birthday. Uh, we're celebrating Kristen's birthday. We're celebrating our 12-year anniversary as well. So we've got three big events in a span of about 14 or 15 days and this is the time we get away and and celebrate uh and celebrate each other uh and stuff like that so man it's beautiful Kristen do you want to show them the the uh the beautiful scenery if you're watching this YouTube or whatever we're actually on the beach here uh morning time watching the sunrise it's absolutely beautiful just looking at God's creation and Beautiful. Anyway, though, we're going to dive in. So today's reading is 1 Peter chapter 4. So if you have not read that, make sure you get that in. But 1 Peter chapter 4 talks about something that we typically run from. And that is the like the theme of 1 Peter 4 is this word suffering. Uh, we typically Whenever we hear that word suffering, that is something, like I said, we typically run from. But Peter, writing this, this book here, is writing to a church that is being incredibly persecuted in, and is enduring incredible suffering. Um, back in the early church, suffering was not just um, something that some Christians went through. Pretty much all Christians went through it because Christianity was looked at as being a problem instead of a solution. And therefore, the Roman emperors, they would persecute Christians and blame a lot of the problems in their empires on Christians. And specifically, 1 Peter is a book written to Christians that were being persecuted by a specific Roman emperor because, because he blamed fires in the city on them. And these Christians that Peter is writing to are going through incredible suffering. And what Paul, or excuse me, what Peter encourages them with um, he says this, this, this here, starting in verse number one. He says, so then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you are finished with sin. Now, here's the thing, right? I say this all the time whenever I'm preaching and, and preaching about Jesus is Jesus did not suffer as, as a sacrifice for our suffering. Okay, he suffered, he suffered physically on the cross in our place and for our sin as a, sub, as a substitute, but Jesus also suffered as an example for us, okay? His suffering on the cross was a substitute, yes, right? It substituted for, for our sin. He took the suffering that we should have had for our sin, but here's the thing. Jesus's life show, shows us that if you want to do the will of God, the will of God includes suffering. And you can see that in Jesus's life. You can see Jesus being incredibly persecuted for, for doing God's will, for treating people right, right? So here's the thing, right? And what Peter reminds us here, he says, look, if you're going to live for Christ, do not be shocked that that might include some physical suffering, some emotional suffering some families like don't be shocked when suffering is a part why because following christ 
you know, Christ did not just suffer as a substitute for us. He suffered his life included suffering as an example for, for us. And what Peter says here, he says, be ready to suffer too. Now, you like God, you know, because we always ask the question, well, why would God allow suffering? And really, I think we've got to see suffering as, you know, it's a part of the fallen world we live in. In Genesis 3, it says that sin, you know, it's, it's, it's just that sin is a part of this world. I talk about that all the time because I don't want you to be surprised that we live in a sin-filled, suffering-filled world. But this, but at the same same time in the book of Hebrews, uh, the writer of Hebrews says this about Jesus, is that that Jesus was perfected through what he suffered. And what suffering, the effect that suffering does is it helps us to focus totally on Christ and helps chip away those other things, those other parts that we can sometimes get focused on. And suffering helps us to focus on what is actually, what is actually important. And and C.S. Lewis says this, God whispers to us, God whispers to us in, in, in our comfort, but shouts at us in our pain, right? And just how suffering has this way of God taking a megaphone and shouting at us, I'm here, I'm with you. And, and that's what Peter is saying, is that you've got to get yourself, whenever you are enduring suffering of of any kind and suffering can be different depending on who you are in your life circumstances but but Peter's saying here if you suffer if you've got suffering going on it's okay you're not the only one Christ suffered for you he's suffering with you and Christ will use suffering to make you more like him okay but then Peter goes on here and then and and then he goes into um these, these, these thoughts here, right? He says, he says this, you have had enough, and this is in verse number three, you've had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their, their lust and immorality, their feasting and drunkenness at wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things. They do, so they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. Here's the thing, right? What he's saying, right? Whenever you, you weren't following Christ, you probably lived a pretty crazy a, a pretty crazy lifestyle. And you had a group of friends that were like, yeah, let's go and do this thing. But then whenever you changed, you stopped doing that stuff. And then they started to joke, oh, man, what are you into this Jesus thing now? Oh, okay, what are you, a holy roller? Okay. But at the same time, Peter says, look, they're going to be joking on you. They're going to be laughing at you. They're going to be thinking you're some holy, you're, you're some holy roller. But then he says this, remember that they one day will have to stand before God, just like everyone else will have to stand before God and give an account for, for how we live our lives. And Peter is saying here, some of you are suffering because your friends are joking on you, because your family members are joking on you, because people that, that you used to live buck wild with are not you're not doing the same things and they're throwing and they're slandering you and you feel like you're suffering because of that he says look but be in but but be encouraged one day they're going to stand before god and give an account to him okay but then too he goes into this verse number seven he says the end of the world is coming soon like okay 
Okay, Peter. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheer cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. In verse number 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve each other. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping people? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. What, what Peter's saying here, all y'all got a gift. Find out what that gift is and don't use it for selfish purposes. Use it for servant purposes. He says this, do you have a gift? Then that gift has been given to you to display who God is and what God's like. And that's what I encourage you to do. You know, some of, of you think you have, you have nothing to offer the church in Christ. That's a big fat lie. Okay, God has given you specific gifts and purposes and callings to use for his for his glory and the purpose of that is for you to show and share who Jesus is okay now we're going to finish up here okay uh, starting in verse number 12 he says this dear friends don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you instead be very glad for these trials here's the thing make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all of the world. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it is not for being a murderer, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits for those who have never obeyed God's good news. And then we're going to jump down here into verse number 19. It says this. So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. Y'all, this is so encouraging because some of you right now are enduring incredible suffering, physical suffering, pain, pain. Emotional suffering, family suffering, and what God is telling you today is this: If you suffer, God's going to use it. He will. And two, suffering, enduring through suffering is the greatest sign of faith that you have faith in God and His plan and His character for you. Right? I always thought the people that had the greatest faith were those that when they prayed, something incredible happened. But, but what I have seen is the people that have the greatest faith is those that can pray and those that can seek God, ask God. And when God tells them no, they still follow him. They still trust him. They still submit their lives, as Peter said, to their faithful creator and continually strive to do good. And I pray that you would be somebody today that though we're all gonna endure suffering because we live in a sin-filled suffering world, that that suffering would not push you away from God, but it would push you towards God. Because it says in Psalms that God is close to the brokenhearted. God is close to those who suffer. When you suffer, it's the greatest avenue for you to build your relationship with God. And I, and I just want to pray for you really quick that in your suffering, you would strive to do good. You would know in your suffering, you can speak a sermon to those around you proclaiming the goodness of God but also too that as you suffer you would know that God is drawing you closer to him so he can speak louder to you let me pray for you right now Heavenly Father 
We thank you for this time. We thank you, God, that your word encourages us. That when we suffer, it's not because we're, we're bad, we're bad people. It's not because of something that we've done wrong. But God, we live in a sin-filled, suffering world. And that God, you will actually use suffering to draw us closer to you. So I pray for each person listening right now. I pray whatever they feel like right now that the, they're suffering with. Something physically, emotionally, psychologically, fam, family. Whatever they're suffering with, I pray that they would use that as an opportunity to draw closer to you. God, I thank you for them. I thank you for this journey that we're on. And God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would continually use God's word, the word that you wrote, Holy Spirit, to speak to people and make them alive in their heart, their mind, and, and spirit. I pray that we, that in our suffering, we would be faithful to our creator and continually strive to do good. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you for all you've done, for all you're gonna do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Lifehouse fam, I love you. Keep on, keep keeping on. We got five more days left. We'll see you soon.